A warm welcome from all of us here at Holy Rosary Parish in Burlington. Join us in prayer as we share with Father Martin the Lenten readings and homily for today's Holy Mass. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord your God, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, given seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I propose and succeed in the things for which I sent it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. From all their afflictions, God will deliver the just. From all their afflictions, God will deliver the just. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. From, from all their afflictions, God will deliver the just. Look to him and be radiant so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. From all your afflictions, God will deliver The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. From all their afflictions, God will deliver the just. When the righteous cries for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. The Lord and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. No one lives on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the disciples had gathered around Jesus on the hillside, he began to teach them. When you are praying... Do not heap up empty phrases, as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way. 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm pretty sure that most of us somewhere along the line have heard one or more of the stories about the way that children who are learning to say the Lord's Prayer take away the strange and unfamiliar words and try to puzzle over what they're trying to mean. So we've gotten, for example, that God's name is Art because he's our Father who art in heaven. How about this one? And I heard this one from a child only quite recently, that when she was learning the Our Father, she struggled to get past the obsession that this whole thing had to do with Halloween. Hallowed be thy name. She's not actually completely wrong in making those things together, but... And then here's one that I just read very recently that I thought was quite fascinating. The children of the class were asked to tell something about God, and immediately a child put up their hand and shot out, God is an artist. Oh, the teacher said, how do you know that? Because we say our Father who does art in heaven. And you know, <laughs> Funny as that is, <clears throat> there's actually something magnificent about it because he is an artist and he does art both in heaven and on earth. I'm always in the habit when I baptize of singing a little refrain that goes, you are God's work of art created in Jesus Christ. And who could deny for a moment, especially that one who has come to be cleansed in the sacrament of baptism waters is indeed a work of art. But moving from there, the whole notion of the Lord's Prayer arises, of course, out of the very lips of Jesus. Matthew's Gospel and Luke's Gospel, as we have noted before, have curiously different divergent ways of going at this. In Luke's Gospel, he tells the Our Father because his disciples come to him and out and out ask, Lord, teach us how to pray. Fine, this is what you do. In Matthew's Gospel, it is portrayed as part of the Sermon on the Mount. In fact, if we go back to Ash Wednesday, almost a week ago, where Jesus was speaking of the different works, almsgiving, prayer, and fasting in that order, there was that whole thing when it came to prayer about how 
The scribes and the Pharisees love to pray out on the street corners and everywhere else in the synagogues so that people will notice them and all the rest. You are not to do this, but to pray privately in the sacredness of the room that is your own heart. And the Lord who sees in secret will reward you there. Well, omitted from the Ash Wednesday gospel were the very words that we just read. They were omitted and are highlighted today instead. In other words, Jesus went on not only to talk about how the Pharisees and the scribes want everybody else to notice their prayer, but how they even want God to notice their prayer. Do not heap up the empty phrases as they do, the Gentiles in particular, because they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. Why? Because you're not dealing with some distant, uninterested being who has to be, you know, poked on the shoulder all the time and told, will you turn around and listen to me? Will you turn around and pay attention to me? I'll keep nattering and nattering away until you listen to me. This is not what Father God is, Jesus is saying. He knows you, he loves you, he cherishes you, he is your father, he wants the best for you, he knows what you need even before you ask him. Oh, in that case, why should I pray at all? Well, not because he needs it, but because we need to do it in order to open ourselves to his gift. And then what does Jesus do? He proceeds to give us the very words we would use Words that, in many ways, sum up his entire relationship with his Father, as we picture the intimacy with which they are bound to one another. And if our Lenten desire and dream is to be people who are getting closer and closer to Jesus and to his Heavenly Father, we would do well to imitate what Jesus himself has given us but never to do so in a rattling, nattering sort of way. And the Our Father, unfortunately, is one of those prayers where it's real easy to just natter it away and get it over with in about seven seconds, instead of really reflecting on the words we're saying, and especially on how it begins, where we say to our Heavenly Father, that our whole goal in life is that his name be held holy and his kingdom come and his will be done. My first prayer in the Our Father is not, give me this and this and this. It is, Lord, here is who you are. This is what I dream for you as I enter into what you are all about and share in your dream. I want your glory. I want your kingdom. I want not my will, but yours. And then significantly enough, the very next phrase is, give us this day our daily bread. In other words, give me what I need just for today to accomplish the very thing that I was just praying for, that your will be done and that your glory be manifest. And as for the rest, just keep me safe and keep me striving always to be like you, especially when it comes 
to forgiving and healing, as Jesus emphasizes at the end of his commentary on it. So it becomes for us a way of uniting ourselves with the very heart of Jesus, who is united with the very heart of his Father. Now we can understand what the old prophet meant when he said that the word of God is going to fall down from heaven and not return until it has accomplished what it was sent to do. This is Jesus accomplishing what he was sent to do, sweeping us up into union with his Father. Now I understand we can't think all those thoughts every time we say the Lord's Prayer, but we can certainly have the spirit or attitude of that openness all the time. And when I pray, Lord, slow me down just a bit so that I am more and more in union with you. It is my Lenten goal. It is your dream for me. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation. For those joining our podcast outside our parish, we look forward to welcoming you in person at our Holy Rosary Church in Burlington. To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments. And thank you for your prayers and support.